<laughs> so good! If none of you have ever heard of Queen of the Ratchet, you gotta go listen. He's on YouTube, he's on Spotify, he's on Apple Music, he's got, he does great. Am I allowed to say? Yeah. He does great Disney, like, pretends to be Cruella DeVille, has characters, like, so great! I thought you were gonna say so, the N word. I'll never say that! <laughs> Do you know the times we're living in? That was a joke. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, no, anyway. Yeah, just great, 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 great Disney. stuff. <laughs> Disney. The mouse. So go, go, go. The mouse go, himself. Go look him up. He's got some great, great material. Great stuff. You'll laugh. I laughed a lot. So good. So good. You, you, trust me, just do it. It's it's good. I I don't always support what Frowns shows me. But this is one thing I've wholeheartedly gotten a laugh at. Along with um, the the inspiration for this episode. Fucking grandma. Oh. You, YouTube, I don't want to fuck my grandma. YouTube poops. Spongebob's grandma. Grandma's ass cheeks. Whoa. And, uh, and Paula Whoa. Dean. Whoa. Whoa. Tastes like grandma. Hey, I just want to... Did I you so- forget what episode this was? I don't know anything. It's episode 169! This episode was made for me. Do you remember our first 69? No. It's the episode where you got so high, you you made I thought there was a problem. I remember that. You made us stop halfway through the story. It felt like there was something wrong with me. Oh, shit. I left a piece of paper in the other room that's relatively important. I'm gonna grab it real quick. Alright. You've gotten this? Nope. Well, meanwhile, while he's out of the room, I just want to give a shout out to all the hoes that be listening that's saying that I should get all the holiday episodes because, <laughs> and whatever I want, because, because let's be real, this show, this show, this show is me. Like, let's be real here. I've been, I'm the OG yeah, you've on been lots on, of pasta. Well, you've been on what? You've been on twenty-five episodes out of the hundred and sixty-nine. I've been making up vegetarian <sighs> pasta dishes for everyone since the beginning. This is this is me. This is all me. All right. No, it's not all right. It's better than all right. <laughs> it's the tits. Wherever you see frowns, which I believe is, let me just say, episode one. Episode 154, which I think was us starting the Satan series. And episode 48, that's also a shout out. 
episode 100, which was the um, Ben Drowned with mm-hmm. Tenron. Um, these are all of my, my top episodes in, in, in history of the show, uh, across three different sources. Naturally, episode one is one of our most popular, as it is our, one of our top episodes on two different platforms. See, guys, you love the fucking clown. Give me what I want, and Um, I won't go away. (laughs) And, and if you want, if you want to know why episode 48, um, that's, uh, I can't even two who with a pimp named Boo Who, uh, where we read the good slick one. the slick back episode. That was a great. Um, was based a great off time. of Boondocks, that that particular episode is one of our top episodes because I know for a fucking fact, Billy Wilkinson, motherfucking Billy fucking Wilkinson, is out there listening to that episode every goddamn time he gets into his car. So, <laughs> thank you to Billy Wilkinson for um, supporting episode 48 specifically. And I just want to let you all know we're going to have a little bit of a real moment here. Real, real moment. moment all right? Real moment, episode 169, real, real moment. Real moment. I'm going to raw dog it with you, all right? I'm not, I'm not lubing up for this. Frown's lost his job. <laughs> it's real true. Frown's lost his, his job due to COVID, all right? Been, it's been it's been a little rough. So for nine ninety nine, sign up for my OnlyFans account. I really and fucking appreciate it. Is. There I, it is. There it is. I need the money you now more than coming, ever. But you didn't think it was coming. I need it you more than ever, to guys. Remember that it was coming. Sign I'm off in coming. the in the Facebook message comments. Tell me what you want me to jack off on. I will do it. I am so desperate. I will jack you off on I death. Don't, you don't think I support my friends OnlyFans? Fuck nah. I pay $9.99 a month to watch Frowns jerk off on top of Chicago used DVDs. Everything I will jerk off onto my spirit. I will rip it from my anus and I will masturbate on it, shove it down my yes. throat. Yes. And yes. again and again, time after time. Cindy Lopper. Yeah. Good times. Oh man. You know that's that's becoming that's becoming one of one of your most referenced jokes. The OnlyFans. Yeah. Nine ninety nine. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you heard it here first. I, you heard it here first, second, third, fourth, fifth. It's real. It's real. It is a real thing. I thought about it. <laughs> if I had a, better... I was gonna let. I was just gonna let it go. And be like, it was. It's a real thing. And then you're just like. No, really. No, if I, I had a, about if I had a better body, I, w- I would totally do it. I, you don't even need a better body. I man. know, but you I want to give the there. people something. You just need they... to get out there and do it is the most important part. All right, guys, comment on the on the Facebook page. Browns. What do you want to see Browns. me jerk off on? Frowns. You don't think You want to see me jerk off onto frowns? You don't think there's amateur porn of me out there floating somewhere on the internet? What? Because let me tell you right now, there isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Uh, No, I get sent to amateur porn. I do not star in it. Anywho, here we are. Episode 169. I have promised frowns. 
I've promised frowns. Every 69th episode. I'm Shaka Braun so hard over he here. He really is. He's oh, doing it. I'm going to get Carpal Tunnel. Pro- probably. I already while, have Carpal Tunnel. Oh, yeah, we do. From all that masturbating on my OnlyFans account. Woo! And, and it's it, back. It never you didn't left. think it'd it be never... back so soon? <laughs> Star Wars Desperate Episode Desperate times. Five. Desperate measures. I got to pitch it as much as I can. Star Wars Episode 5, Frown Strikes Back. <laughs> do it. Do it. I've done, no. I've done horrible no. things. No. <laughs> anyway. Um, I promised Frowns that he would get every 69th episode. Um, recently, I was asked, when do I see myself ending the show? Um, and I said, when I'm dead. But more importantly, if, if we could get to episode 666... That would be killer. I did the math. We'd need to do the show for another 10 years. Oh, that's a big commitment. <laughs> We've already done it for three. Um, oh. Another three is all I could really, is all I really want for us. I mean, especially if my OnlyFans account takes With your, off, you know. Right, right. I can only um, commit so much time. So the, the main point is uh, when I was told, when I said episode 666, the person who asked corrected me and said, don't you mean 669? Such a beautiful number. Because there's no way that we would get that far and then not do another 69 episode to end the series with Franz McBoohoo. Oh my god. If I'm not on the last one, then I'm just fucking, I'm not going to be on any of them. Hey. I'm gonna sue you for defamation. Hey, the only reason and masturbation on the last one is if one of us was dead. And extrapolation. <laughs> what about dead? Captain Death. Anywho, um, and you know what's really funny? What's really funny? I'm really sad that we Why didn't really that we didn't record this yesterday because yesterday was National Sex Day. National Sex Day. Six nine. Oh right, it was six nine. Alright guys, you don't need to know when this was recorded. Yeah, because this is going to come out in like a month. So, we're recording this on Tuesday 6-9 for the 169th episode. Yeah, we are. And for 24 hours only, you only going to pay $6.69 to get on my OnlyFans. But like by the time they they hear this, it'll be like a month too late. Well, it sucks to suck. It really does. Like when you sixty nine. I mean, that's no, that's a good time. That's you a, have a good time doing that, unless you don't. Depends on who's your back. Who's on the back end? That's a good point. That's a good. And point. you know what? It's really hot out. And, like, your crevices are all sweaty. You've got folds, and they just sweat. Oh, you're, sweat. you're telling me, man. I spent I spent all Saturday night down here with a, a vixen. Boob sweat, crack sweat. I'm talking, I'm talking from, like, 7 to midnight. We did <sighs> nothing but play with each other's holes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great movie, Shia LaBeouf. F, F, <laughs> F in the chat for got, frowns. For, uh, yeah, got a... Picking up onions and eating them and losing the shoes. Uh, but but you know, um, one thing we didn't do. 
Win 69. Because <laughs> hey. 69 is just for the boys. Am I right, baby? In all the wrong ways you are. Great. So this episode is special because... Because uh, I'm on it. 69, episode 169, <laughs> Frown, Frown's McFood. Give me an F, babies, in the comments. Here on lots of pasta. Or if you're vegetarian, uh, come pasta. Yeah, and I, I, <laughs> honestly, that's that's how you get all of your protein if you're a vegetarian, right? Leave a leave a, leave a, leave a comment in the comments. <laughs> that, that might indirectly be one of the funniest and smartest things you've ever said. Um. Yeah. Uh. I'm. I'm. I'm high. Do you want some cookie? Can I get you high? You cannot. Because if I have to take a drug test for the job. Okay. Also. Also. Comedy is subjective. If you can't, like, take a back seat and just laugh at some shit in your life, then maybe you're taking shit too seriously. Really? This episode is interesting because almost all of the material, I believe, almost all of the material in this episode has been submitted by fans. Get and it's interesting, um, thanks to... Uh, Several of our listeners on SoundCloud and uh, a specific, very vocal listener on Facebook, uh, Danny Boy, for sending us the grandma stories and a couple recommendations to bring back some other stuff that we're going to be getting into in this episode. Uh, also fan submitted, which is, uh, you know, I, I love to see people, you know, crossing the barriers, crossing the threshold and literally shoving a story in my face and saying, read this. Shove anything in any hole, anytime, nine, anywhere. Nine ninety nine. Nine 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 ninety nine. <laughs> Shove anything in any of my holes. Lots of pasta, onlyfans.com. Um I won't put pasta in my holes you, though. No, that's gross. Uh it's what Italians are for. No, no spaghetti in my holes. Spaghetti. No, no food in my orifices. So, except for your mouth hole. Except, except the mouth hole to survive. Cause I'm, I'm not an animal. Well, no, animals shove things in their holes too. I was gonna say, yeah. You know what? Every, everything goes in the holes. Everything, nothing's, nothing, nothing's off bed. Just shove everything yeah, in my I holes. I was gonna say, you know, like the going out of business. Like everything's gotta go. I've just everything's in my. Everything's hole. in my hole. Bring it on over. It's going in the We're hole. We're having bring hard times. Bring your lamp. Bring <laughs> your bring your grandma's couch that you have in the basement that no one uses because it has weird stains. Hell, shove grandma in my hole. It'll be a really bring nice time. Bring grandma. Bring the family. Because this is Grandma the episode. I don't know what I'm calling it yet. It's one of the only episodes I haven't named yet. But it's like Grandma the episode. You must be because, this tall. Because. To ride my You must holes. be this Grandma <laughs> to ride my holes. You, Here's your title. That's. That's too long of a title. <laughs> you must be this. This tall. <laughs> you must be this Grandma to. To hole ride no, or to ride no. my holes. I don't like I don't like the sentences in the story or what we say to be the title of the episode. I like it to be derivative, organic. So I will name it 
after the recording. 69 Holy Grandma. Perfect. So you can put a nun on it. So uh, holding a rosary. Great. With holes in her eyes. <laughs> I don't like this anymore. <laughs> we we have been submitted several stories by several people. Um, Danny Boy gave us some grandma stories. So much of our humor of when we were in like high school derived from like YouTube poop mm-hmm. and like YouTube commentary. Um, I don't know why we found like the door of the Explorer and like SpongeBob YouTube poops so funny, but like it's a it's a reflection of humanity, you know, it's a reflection of ourselves. <laughs> And uh, there, there are home videos that I have of us, like, out in public, in in the world, just being like, grandma, <laughs> like for no reason, just being like, we'd like sit down to eat dinner, and I'd be like, mmm, tastes just like grandma, <laughs> and like, yeah, you, I'm supposed to say grandma's cooking, but like, I just always cut it off at. Grandma. It's because we're walking memes. We are walking memes at this point, but we were ahead of the curve. We, we were doing were. we were doing this shit in 2012. Back before you were a loser. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were still losers. This is true. This is gr- like Grandma the episode because I, I don't think we'd be here on this couch if it weren't for both your and my love of Grandma. Paul Lapine. Paula Peen, Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer, uh, Dora Visiting Her Grandmother, uh, Spongebob Visiting Gram-Gram. So, yeah. so, 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 so good. Just some, some Wholesome. good... Wholesome. It's some what we need stuff. right now. If, if anyone, if anyone is wondering what YouTube poop is, just explore. Just explore the internet. There are some good ones out there. You, you know titles more than I do. I, I like a... Where uh what what the spaghetti with uh the Luigi and Zelda show from the nineties, um, the grandma got ran over by a reindeer one is just it's fucking hilarious. Some of the Viacom ones were so good and they're just gone now. Yeah, there are some CS CS one eighty eight. I think so. There were there were also some good music video ones. Poop, where, that's that's him pooping the charts. Pooping the charts. Big shout out to Poop in the Charts. Um, they take the opening line of Aerosmith, um, I could stay awake um, from I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. And he changes it to I could weigh a steak. And it's just perfect. If you if you want to just spend an hour on YouTube, uh-huh. look up CS188. Shout out to CS188. You need to make some more videos. It's been it's It's been two months. I need more. I need more content from you. But listen, you gotta look at all of his pooping the charts. He's got it's all right here at your fingertips. Pooping on the internet, like there's <laughs> yeah, just pooping on the internet is a solid one. It's it's the kids. It's an infomercial from the early like nineties into two thousand where uh, kids gotta learn how to use the computer and use the internet, and it's 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 fantastic. What about Doctor Rabbit? Dr. Rabbit was a good... There's some wow. good Dr. Rabbit ones. Oh, there's a... there's If you like Steven Universe, the one that always gets me rolling, there's like a compilation of like 15 videos, and it's all about Peridot's porn stash. And it's Which just is like, just a jeweler. Y- yeah. It's just Which a jeweler just a holding jeweler a gem. Which is just a jeweler playing with a gem. To, 
but apparently that's gem porn. It's gem porn. Um, yeah, there's some good Steven Universe ones. What's your What's your favorite quote from any of the Steven Universe ones? I hate you. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Um, I like to do the. And I'm Steven, and Steven, and Steven, and the Stevens. And Christians, and Satan, and Mustard, <laughs> and the Stevens. And the Stevens. Got bad news, everyone. I'm, I'm Steven. Steven. I also like uh, Steven's dad walks up and goes, Hey, guys, watch this. And then starts blowing himself immediately. It's just a good time. It's a good... You know what? In these terrible times... You like, need some YouTube you, poop you in need, your life. You need some YouTube poops. People are dying in the streets. What you need to do is ignore all of them and go onto YouTube and, and watch YouTube poops to take away the pain of reality. And not to get... Too serious again here. God damn it. Another serious moment. I just want to go ahead and say, I think I can speak for everyone who has ever performed on this show, and I think I can speak for Mr. Death. We are pro Black Lives Matter. It goes without saying. I know, but you, you, we, you know, it's, it's good to put it out there and, you know, educate and people do. don't want to listen to politics. They're here to smoke some doobies and listen to some spookies and forget about reality just for a second. We're alive. I can't forget about reality. I'm going to take a shit right on this couch. <laughs> uh, fuck the police. Hashtag fuck the police. Amen. So, uh, Grandma. And for nine ninety I'll fuck the police! <laughs> <laughs> Raw dog it! Frowns. What you want? Are you ready to... I'm fucking ready. Are you ready to Grandma? I'm always ready to Grandma. The first story we're going to be reading is a direct submission from Danny Boy. He actually just asked me a couple weeks ago, when are you going to read this? And I was like, Danny Boy. The pipes, the pipes are calling. <laughs> exactly, actually. Um, this story is called My Grandma Lived Under the House. Um, just a quick suggestion. Not a great place for a grandma to live. Um... But anyway, this story's from Reddit No Sleep. Grandma's house. <laughs> no, it's my house. Grandma just lives under it. <laughs> wow, you're a fucking terrible grandson. Yeah, well, she's under my house. I wonder why. We'll find out. Before you read these moments from my life, I'd like to apologize for the language, but I'm trying to recall it from the exact detail. During the months of June, July, and August, I spent many hot summers of my childhood at my grandmother's house further west on the island of Cape Breton. The forest was plentiful, the plains were a vibrant green, and my grandmother's house 
was a rickety old two-story that was built sometime in the 50s and looked like it didn't belong. Despite its shortcomings, comings. <laughs> my it's like when Danny DeVito orgasms. <laughs> Ooh, I'm porking it. I let it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, despite its shortcomings, my childhood summers spent here were some of the best I've ever had. There were no other children to play with for the next few miles towards town, but I made my own fun running through the fields of grass and smelling flowers in my grandma's garden. I can still recall the smell of my Nana's butterscotch muffins. Oh, Nana. Nana muffin. They wafting through the open window, yas. Sweet and heavenly. And a Beckoning me inside you. I really want to keep going. Nope. Great. Fuck you. <laughs> I can still remember my grandmother's face watching me from underneath the I can the still floor. remember the sound of cicadas. I can't still remember my grandmother's face watching me from underneath the porch step, smiling with all her teeth and calling me to come inside. Ooh. I'm coming, Grandma. I'm poking it. <laughs> there you, were... Your whore, Grandmother. <laughs> Leave your her work out of this. Whore. She's a whore. There were a lot of rules... That's the title. My grandmother's a whore. <laughs> Three O's. There were a lot of rules at my grandmother's house. Like, no running inside the house with my shoes on, and not playing in the garden. Some of them didn't make sense to me. Like locking the windows and doors before bed, even though we lived miles from society. Turning off the television at 8, and being in bed by 9, was the worst on a night with no school. There were even unspoken rules. Ones that I didn't ask my grandmother about. Things like not sleeping with our arms and legs off the bed. Things like checking the windows and doors twice. Things like not pulling the shower curtain closed all the way or hiding under beds and in closets or pulling the cord to the attic off the nail it was wrapped around. Though some things were odd, my grandma was a very well-liked woman. She was... Live. She was live. And her hair was long, luscious, shining a bright silver that looked like it reflected the moonlight. While she usually kept her hair up in a tight bun, making the frown lines on her face more prominent, when her hair was down, she could have been called beautiful. When my grandpa was alive, he would call her a silver <laughs> fox. That's what I called my gym teacher. <laughs> silver fox. As once, she was a young and beautiful and quick-tempered. But she was the only one that could say something witty and clever to one of my grandpa's quips. Age made her soften herself. Her children made her emotional. My grandpa passing 
made her sad and distant, but never once did I question her love for me. Grandpa spent a lot of time out west, so his visits home were rare, but wonderful. My grandma used to say she liked having me around when he was gone during the summertime because it made her feel useful. I guess now that I look back on it, my Nana was lonely. I will try to detail the events of what happened chronologically, but I was little and I blacked out a lot of my childhood here, with good reason. My grandma lived under the house. I never saw her go to bed once. I never thought too much about it, as I was a big kid that could sleep in bed alone, with my covers tucked around me and my fingers and toes tucked safely away from the edge of the bed. There were quite a few times, though, that she would visit me from the window. <laughs> Standing in her garden bed to whisper things to me from behind the glass, she wore a tight, loose lingerie. Oh, grandma. Oh, grandma. Oh, fuck. Black lace stockings under that moo-moo, Grandma. Work it, Grandma. Yo, Grandma's fucking hot. Tits falling out of my moo-moo. They're hanging below my knees. I could walk on them and fall. My Grandma's face was pressed up hard against the window pane, smiling with all of her teeth. Her hands cupped around her... Her hands cupped around her face to see inside a little better. I never questioned it. Why would I? I was just a kid with a silly grandma. There was nothing else to see. You think her tits pressed up against that window? All yeah, sagging down, right? Yeah. Nice. That's hot. Sweetie, can you open the door for me? It's a little chilly out here. She told me once, her lips moving just slightly to sound out the words she spoke from behind the glass. The window was high up enough that I would see just above her collarbone, but I could see that she wasn't wearing anything. Grandma. Grandma. It's cold. Her Grandma, this type of stuff is f only for the internet. I laughed at you. It's only for frowns. It's only fans again. Ooh. Grandma. Oh, my nipples are so hard I could break this glass. Grandma, is that your pussy? <laughs> <laughs> I laughed a childish laugh, and I responded with something like, That silly grandma! You have a key to get inside! Come in before you get cold! <laughs> it was too late. Her nipples, hard <laughs> she as rocks. Was dead. <laughs> <laughs> My grandma wouldn't respond after this, but her smile would never waver. Not for even a second. She was still standing in what would have been my Nana's garden. One of the things my grandma wouldn't let me do. Though she wouldn't say anything directly to me, every time I turned away from the window, I could hear her whisper things to me. I couldn't make it out, and I thought it could have been just nonsense. I didn't turn around to face her. I was uncomfortable with facing her for some reason, and would lay in bed listening to her mumble incoherent things until I would fall asleep. It became like a routine. I would listen to her whisper softly until I slept, and by the morning she would be in the kitchen making breakfast and pretending like nothing had happened. My grandma would call me silly when I tried to confront her about it, and told me I had a vivid imagination in the way that adults would tell kids 
I never really brought anything up to her after this. It was like a game between us. Every couple of nights, my grandma would come to the window and tell me to let her inside. Sometimes she would tell me that I was a good kid. Sometimes she would tell me I was a bad child. And once, only once, did I see her smile drift from her face. I'm going to assume that what is outside is not grandma. And that grandma is trying to, like, protect the kid. That's what I think. He's a doppelganger. Maybe it's like a werewolf thing. She turns from nice, quiet grandma, grandma to, to slutty, tits-hanging grandma. Tits McGee grandma. Grandma just, like, fucking pussy out. Wearing, <laughs> wearing a fucking... Hair down to her knee. Just, like, fucking... She, she's just wearing a belt buckle over the moo-moo, so it's like her pussy's got, like, a crown. Right. Nice. Right. I, like, I like that imagery. Nice. Um... She had been pestering me every night since she had started this game between us. I would ask her, beg her, plead her, just to go away and let me sleep. That I was too tired to play and I didn't want to anymore. It wasn't until I got aggravated enough to yell at her that she <laughs> left me alone for a few days. But not very long. I already told you I don't want to play anymore! Just come inside yourself and go to sleep. Her smile turned into a frown. frown. And I know about frowns. Frowns McBoonPoo. She turned into a real frowns McBoohoo. But the look in her eyes made me uncomfortable. She didn't whisper to me that night, but every few moments I would turn around and find her watching me, frowning and glaring. I don't know how I managed to fall asleep. But I do remember waking up to the smell of bacon on the frying pan and the sound of Grandma humming a song. One night, I decided to purposefully unlock the door. I waited until my Nana went to bed to creep across the cold floor, unhook the latches from the front door, and ran to my room to wait underneath the covers for my Grandma to finally give up the game. She didn't come to the window that night, she came through my bedroom door. I could hear her get on all fours. <laughs> Fuck. Grandma's a freak. <laughs> Grandma is a freak. I could hear her shuffle across the floor. I could hear her crawl under my bed. And that night, I heard her whispering from underneath my mattress. With my ear pressed up against the bed and the covers pulled over my head. I'm hungry. I'm so hungry. Can I smell you? I shifted on the bed, with my back facing the wall and the window. I didn't want to play this game anymore. I can smell your fucking liver. <laughs> the helplessness of knowing there was no one I could call to to wake me from this bad dream was a feeling I'd never experience again. Was a feeling I'd like to never experience again. I'm going to crawl into your insides, you little bag of shit. I can't tell you what I can't tell you what she continued to whisper to me from underneath my mattress. I blocked a lot of it out, curled myself into the blankets, and made sure that there were no parts sticking out before I slept. I can tell you that when I opened my eyes a crack, peered out from my blankets, I could see my grandma's eyes watching me from the bottom of the bed. I don't know how long I, I laid there paralyzed with fear, 
but I did fall asleep and I managed to wake up the next day without my Nana watching me from under the bed. If she noticed the unlatched door, she didn't say anything. The look she gave me was a curious side eye as she put the eggs onto the plate. I can tell I broke her heart a little when I asked to go home. From that night on, to the next few nights before I went home, I made sure the door was locked twice. She visited me repeatedly until I left. I didn't look at the house getting smaller in the rearview mirror, feeling like if I did, I might have seen her watching me back. I didn't go back to that house over the next summertime. My grandma came to visit me quite a few times at my house, but there was nothing out of the ordinary as far as I could tell. The night visits were over and a few years after that my grandpa was diagnosed with late-stage Alzheimer's my grandma and my grandpa were two of the most in love people that you could have met without being overly showy my grandpa's sneaky kisses behind the back of the grandkids would and the smile on my grandma's face when he would ask when he would ask her for coffee was proof I could see the pain on her face when she would talk about how he forgot her name again that day or couldn't remember the name of his kids. I watched my grandma suffer through my grandpa's disease as he slipped, 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 and finally slipped away. My grandma died a while after that, hooked up to hospital tubes and being sassy to nurses. Thankfully, she never had to experience the deterioration of her mind as Alzheimer's took her away from us. My grandma was spry, beautiful, clever, and a little weird. It wasn't until we went back to clean her things from her house that I asked my mom about it. She told me a lot of things that I wouldn't have been told as a child. She told me my grandpa was a war veteran who married a much, much younger girl who worked at a flower shop. They lived in poverty for most of their lives, and when he couldn't afford an engagement ring, he built her a house with his own two hands instead. I asked her in the middle of this about my childhood. I didn't mention the things I experienced. I felt like she, too, would have given me a flippant wave and a spiel about my imagination as a kid. Your grandmother was a little superstitious. For a short time, we thought that she might have been getting Alzheimer's herself. My mother sighed as she tucked photographs into a cardboard box. They were just little things, like not remembering where she put her keys, forgetting about doing things in her garden, just little things. Suddenly, I felt like there was a weight lifted off my chest. That could have very well been the explanation for the oddities and the weirdness. I felt kind of rude saying it out loud myself. My mother got me to help her pack boxes into the back of her car, ready to start moving her things out from the house and let it become an abandoned shack in the middle of nowhere. When we finished packing, I hopped in the passenger seat, lit up a smoke, and looked back to give one final farewell to the place where I spent a lot of time with my favorite grandma in the world. The only thing is, as we were driving back home, why did I see her watching me from underneath the step 
with a smile on her face and far too many teeth. There, there was definitely some type of monster grandma oh, yeah. living at that house. Oh, yeah. Supernatural or completely non-fictional, like maybe grandma had a freaky sister that she just didn't like to tell anyone about. Nympho sister. <laughs> maybe. Me, or maybe the kid just wanted to fuck the grandma. It definitely sounds like the kid just wanted to fuck the grandma. Right? Like, if, if we're going to focus on any kind of, uh, you know, uh, silver lining to the story, it is absolutely kid fucks grandma. Absolutely. That's, that's the message to take away. Another Danny Boy suggestion is, I found a diary in my grandma's basement. Oh! Isn't my grandma's whore diary? <laughs> my grandmother was such a whore. She was the whore. This story is also from Reddit No Sleep. There was a heavy onset of storms in our area recently. I won't tell you exactly where, but I will tell you the land here is mostly flat and therefore not conductive to dealing with rain in biblical proportions. About once a year, it usually floods so bad that the locals joke about the coming of God. The coming. Of God. Of God. And, <gasps> and his anal. And his angels. His anal. My grandma, bless her, lives along a road that is notoriously bad for these sort of problems. Once on one such incident, when I was visiting, I saw a man misjudge just how deep the water was and plow his truck straight into a makeshift four-foot river. He desperately had to escape his vehicle as it drifted down the street and made the embarrassing weight of shame over to one of our neighbor's inclined driveways. It doesn't help that my grandma's neighborhood is quite old as well. She raised my dad and his sister in the house she lives in now, though their bedrooms have long been since remodeled into a guest bedroom and an office, respectively. My dad has tried to coax her out several times as the house began to have numerous and serious problems due to age. Rusted pipes, electrical issues, the amount of clutter that comes with living in a house for 50 plus years, you know, that sort of thing. So it came as no surprise, came, uh, ah! no surprise, that during the most recent round of floods, I received a frantic call from my grandma saying that the sump pump and her basement broke. I'd like to get some pump. Some pump? I am the only family who lives close to her now, so I usually go to her when stuff like this happens, even before those more qualified are to do so. My dad, who's good at handiwork, recently moved out of state for his job, and his sister passed quite a few years back, leaving no one behind but us. Plus, Grandma is a bit too old to haggle with professional handymen herself, so I'm used to rolling up my sleeves and heading over to drop off a dime. A dime bag? <laughs> drop off a dime for my smoking-ass grandma Oof. and head over at the drop of a dime nowadays. It's never a hassle, though. I love my grandma dearly, and I make time for her whenever I can, whether that's taking her to appointments or helping her around the house with chores. She takes priority over anything else in my life. When I got there, Grandma was a wreck, wailing over the potential loss of precious photos, old newspapers, whatever else she had stored down there for however many years. 
I took the time to comfort her, sit her down on the couch, and put the chillin' cup of tea she had been nursing before she heard the rushing water back in, into her hands. I got it, I told her, or something along those lines. The basement honestly wasn't as bad as I expected. It was only the unfurnished laundry storage room in the back that got water in it so far, and even then it was a thin layer that would only get the pads of your feet wet. I do remember noticing something odd, though, even then. One of the basement windows, which should have been doused in the milky gray of the storm, instead parted a thin line of yellow light into the room. It stretched like a spotlight over to one of the stacks of books on the floor, their faded colors absorbing all the light they could. This would only strike me as ominous later, though. For now, the sump pump which had cracked due to sheer volume of water it was trying to filter down, was slushing out water in thick bursts. One quick sump pump. Sump pump, sump pump, sump dibbity pump. <laughs> I hate everything. One quick Google and a following call brought a plumber to our door in 15 minutes. The problem was fixed easily, thank God. And then we sent the man on his way with a bag of fresh baked cookies that my grandma had made that morning. It's not a super important detail, but I just want you to know the type of person my grandma is. Easy part was over. Now it's just the business of cleaning up the aftermath. I assured my grandma that I had cleanup handled, especially since she already had a shop vac I could use to suck up the water with. After promising several times just to sop up all the water and not to throw anything out, I descended the old creaky stairs once more and got to work. The storm continued to rage outside. The newly fixed sump pump slugged and churned to run off in a drainage hole, and I vacuumed. I'm sure it was quite a ruckus, all those noises combined into some strange song. My grandma never came downstairs once to complain, and though I like my music loud, it wasn't really a problem. I finished vacuuming pretty fast and it was only when I was clicking the vacuum off that I noticed the stack of books again and it was no longer bathed in that impossible honeysuckle light but it was still eye grabbing for some reason. I made my way over to it and quickly realized that most of the books in the stacks were ruined beyond repair. Poking at them I found them all sopping wet except for one at the very top. This was extremely peculiar as the stack came to about my knees and the water, even at its highest, had only hit my ankles. Hmm. I picked up the top unsullied book and it was beautiful. Pocket size and leather bound with fancy stitching. The edges of all the pages had been dyed a pure and endless black. On the front, a delicate pair of lips had been carefully carved into the cover. The false mouth parted like it was about to tell a secret. It felt almost brand new, opening up to the first immediately revealed who it belonged to, Juliette Desde Bellesong, my long lost, my long since deceased aunt. So his aunt is now a book with some DSLs, and he about to DSLs. put them to work, baby. My grandmother called from the top of the stairs, startling me enough that I almost dropped the book, and she asked if I was finished, and I replied that I was, and she told me that was excellent because she wanted help with the next batch of pastries. 
Now, I'm not exactly proud to admit this, but I knew with a great deal of certainty that my grandmother could not find out about this diary. My grandmother is a wonderful person. She's everything you could think of and more when you think of nice little old grandmas. In my very heart and soul, I know she could compete with Nobel Peace Prize winners for the amount of humility and compassion she has for the world around her. She is not above her humanity, however. None of us can absolve ourselves of being broken by the human condition, no matter how much we may want to. It is only the shape of the pedestal you build with the remaining pieces that defines you as a person. Fuck. And while my grandmother's pedestal is as radiant as she is, nothing can quite knock her off, like the mention of her murdered daughter. So I put the diary in my back pocket of my jeans and went up to help my grandmother. I honestly forgot about it until I got home later that evening and was getting undressed to get to bed. The diary fell out of my pants pocket and landed on the hard wood of my bedroom floor with a barely audible thud, the soft leather absorbing most of the impact. As I bent down to pick it up, the book cracked open in a flurry of motion, pages flying as if struck by a harsh wind, and a cloud of dust exploded outward, sending me startlingly back upright and into a coughing fit. Waving my hand in front of my face a moment later to clear the last remaining particles of it out, I stared down at the book through blurred vision, and it sat open, flipped nearly to the end of it, and appeared uninterested in continuing its outburst. The pages exposed were empty, except for a single sentence written across the top line of the page in shaky scrawl. He places a kiss upon my lips, even as my words continue to crawl through. The words were coded in a rosy, romantic hue, as the only light in the room comes from a lamp covered in a pink satin lampshade, a housewarming gift from Grandma. I picked it up gently after that, far more gently than I would any other book I might have accidentally dropped. A feeling of apprehension was settling into me now, and I thought of a thin trail of light that had led my attention to the book in the first place. What then looked holy now seemed more like a falsehood. I should have thrown out the book, I know that now. It had belonged to my aunt, though, and no matter how spooky it now seemed, there was a certain sentimentality behind it. The romantic idea of getting closer to a relative only remembered in misty memories of Christmas dinners and backdoor barbecues. I'd be lying if there wasn't an appealing air of mystery to the whole thing, too. No one in my family had ever talked to me about my aunt or how she died. At the time, I was too young to hear the gory details, and when I was finally old enough, no one wanted to relive the memories. I flipped through the rest of the pages until I hit the back of the book, all empty. Whoever had kissed Juliet as she continued to speak, they were the last person she ever wrote about, at least in the journal. I glanced around my room at this point, but nothing was out of place. I walked over to the window and found it was tightly closed, so whatever phantom breeze had blown in hadn't come from it. None of the other objects in my room appeared to have been toppled over either. Even the notes and books on the desk in the corner of my room were fine. I placed the book onto my nightstand and finished changing before crawling into bed. I didn't turn off the lamp like I normally would, though, instead picking up the book in again from beside it and flipping again to the last page. Running my fingers across the grooves of ink, I considered my options. 
At this point, I had been unnerved enough to consider returning the book to Grandma the next day, or maybe even calling my father that night. Something prevented me from doing that, and I convinced myself it was the curiosity of it all. Besides, I thought, the book had to have some rational explanation for why it opened the way it did. Of course, it's not ghosts or, or spooky fucking energy. I just didn't understand it yet. It's surprising how quickly the human brain can write off the things it doesn't want to believe in, like equality. We clutch onto our deadly truths until they take us down with them, like racism. I turned the book back to the very first page and began reading it in earnest. Like porn. Like porn, yeah, definitely. I couldn't tell you verbatim what was in those first however many entries. They were just mundane. Two or three sentences about my aunt's day today. Things like, went to the store today and got hit on by the cashier, ugh. Or, mom yelled at me today, not happy about that. Or even, managed to get a shower in this morning, proud. Managed to finger myself in the shower this morning. Finger bang my fucking butthole. Proud. Good. About a quarter of the way in, I found the mention of R. It was an innocent sentiment, but it caught my attention. I found R again, hoping to catch up soon. He seems different. We think in uh, Ralph from Wreck-It Ralph, or we think in uh, the Rugrats gang. Right. Everyone else up until that point had been mentioned by full name, first and last. Even my father, her brother, got the same treatment. The only exception so far had been Grandma, and even she from time to time got her name surrounded in parentheses next to her title. Not R, though. R was always just R, no matter what he was doing. R took me to the store today. It was nice to have company. My mom almost saw R out the window. How scary. R kissed me for the first time since back then today. It was by the river. Team Rocket. It is Team Rocket. Fuck. These entries continued, innocent and soft, mixed amidst the hundred of other ordinary days. The further I got into the journal, the more frequently mentions of R continued to pop up until he was finally appearing on days he didn't even star in. Get me that fucking Pikachu! R is so different now. I'm no longer afraid to admit that I'm in love with him thinking of telling Mom soon. It would have sounded sweet if it had not been for the next immediate sentence at the bottom of the page, right underneath it. I scanned over it three times before it really hit me, and when it did, the implications of it chilled me to the bone. He did it again. He did it again. The following entry read, Even when I said no, this time. Despite to understand what happened after that, I attempted to flip to the next page, but instead found a clump of them stuck together by a wet substance. Fog. It dripped down my hand. Thick. Black. The pink of the light doing nothing to soften the liquid. The book stubbornly forced me back to the original page. It opened to where it spoke of Juliet attempting to speak through her kiss. There was more added to it now, a mantra of 
nativity written over and over again, almost spilled out from between the pages, the light once casting the words into something passionate, now painted them violently. Loves me, loves me not. Loves me, loves me not. Just like Frowns McBoohoo's diary back home. <laughs> my breath hitched in my throat. I hurled the book away from me across the room. Smack. Why'd you hit me? Whereas before the book landed softly, it now slammed against the floor with a crack as loud as a breaking skull. God damn it, stop hitting me! It screamed long and drawn out and pained. It's a horcrux, it's Voldemort. <coughs> Whoa. Tom Morvolo Riddle. The pages flipped about in a ghastly wind, each shift of paper oozing out more of that thick and endless ink. I covered my ears and squeezed my eyes shut, but the screaming didn't stop. Perhaps it wasn't smart to look away from what was happening, but by reading up until this point, you can probably tell I wasn't that smart from the beginning. When I opened my eyes again, the pink light of the room had gone to a deep red. Whatever liquid was spilling out of the diary had now started to leak out of every single book on my desk. <coughs> the diary wailed and squirmed on the floor like a seizing body. I watched in horror as a hand started to claw its way from between the pages, long ligaments only barely human enough to count as fingers grasping at open air. Only when the wrist of the arm was visible and the fingers were pressed against the floor was I able to toss myself out of bed. I threw off the sheets and scrambled over to the diary, unthinking and relying only on instinctual flight response. I stomped on the hand with the full weight of my body. <laughs> the screaming went shrill and the hand retracted itself back into the diary. I slammed it shut and picked it up, the leather of it so slippery so damp that it almost slid right inside me. Butterfingers. <laughs> Butterfingers. Right out of my grasp. I locked the diary away and that's where it remains now, screaming in my hope chest. <laughs> ironic. The padlock firmly shut. It almost feels ironic in a way, but I've stacked several heavier books amidst other objects on top of it as well. Colorful sets of bleeding dictionaries that my grandma gave me to sell, but I've never gotten around to. I just hope they hold. It's like rain on your wedding day. Uh, yeah, so it is Alanis Morissette's diary, isn't it? I was she's, gonna... just, she's just coming back to life out of the diary. I was, see, I was gonna say it was J.K. Rowling's transphobic tweets just pouring out of the book. Or just her <laughs> hatred right. just pouring out. Right. Because she just doesn't get it. Yeah. She just doesn't get it. She just you doesn't know? get it. She just doesn't get it. You know? What is, what is there to get? Love. Right? No, exactly. So, uh, so those, I, there is another grandma story. I don't feel like reading it. <laughs> It's long and I don't I don't want to do it. So, Next time. Yeah. Next time. Well, it's because there's something better that I'm gonna skip us to right now. Oh! Something we haven't done in a while. We're gonna get into Bust some stuff. Oh man, you had to ruin it. 
with with the my asshole. Oh. Um. We're gonna get into some troll pasta. A long time. Yeah. Been a long time coming. It's redundant trolling and the pasta's boiling on the stove. Give everyone a nice little bong rip back home, cause we're about to toss this pasta. Let's see what we can start with. All right. Frowns. Daddy, please. Frowns. <laughs> Frowns is gonna start with a Peppa the Pig troll pasta called. Daddy Pig's Revenge. <laughs> Daddy's Pig Revenge. <laughs> Do you just want me to read it? Yeah. I, <laughs> I liked Peppa Pig when I was a little boy. But what I watched scared the frick out of me. One time, I was going downtown to find some Peppa Pig DVDs. As, as one does. But everywhere I would go, I could not find anything. I was about to give up and go back home, but I found one more shop. It was Walmart, Wally World. I asked myself, Shelf, why is Walmart in the Unita Kingdom? So I, and why is a hillbilly hick in the Unita Kingdom? So I took a look. So I took a look. <laughs> so I took a look. Good change. In there, there, there was a bunch of DVD shows like Poyoko, Pingu. <laughs> there in the big, <laughs> in the big blue house, Teletubbies, and even Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> oh no! Wait, show. sorry. It's Franklin. Hey, it's Franklin. I'm a turtle! <laughs> turtle soup? I've seen almost every episode of those shows, but never seen those episodes on DVD. I found a Peppa Pig DVD with two episodes called Daddy Pig Loses the Race and Daddy Pig's Revenge! That is frightening. <laughs> it's Daddy Pig. I was decided to buy the DVD because it was the only Peppa Pig DVD there. I put it in my DVD and played all episodes. The beginning of the first one was normal, except in the background it was night time and there was blood on the title. The episode started off with Peppa and her family watching TV. Daddy Pig said that he wanted a race in something the Olympics or something? <laughs> the next day, Daddy Pig was in the race with some people also racing, and then the race started. Daddy Pig was struggling to get first, but then he tripped over and came last lace, and then he lost. Daddy Pig was so sad, <laughs> so Peppa and her family had to go home. Daddy Pig and Mummy Pig were in bed. Mummy Pig were asleep. But Daddy Pig was awake with a hyper-realistic <laughs> eyes, and he looked very angry. He said, I have to get <laughs> revenge on everyone. They have to pay for it. Episode ended. <laughs> the next episode didn't have an intro. It started with Daddy Pig going outside killing everyone. 
Peppa woke up and saw him kill everyone. Then Peppa Pig screamed silently and ran down the cellar. The daddy pig went back home and went into Peppa. <laughs> what? <laughs> and went into Peppa and George's room. George. And then daddy pig holded the axe in the air. Then George woke up and gasped. And then the scream went black and daddy pig chopped him up. Bacon. George's crying sounded just like he's crying from an, the episode Lunch. And even Daddy Pig said, Oh, now, now, George. Oh, no, Peppa Pig is British, right? So it's like... No, but I, I like the... I, I, I like now, the... Now, now, George. I really like the oh, redneck. Now, now, George. But it sounded like Grandpa Pig. No, 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 George. <laughs> no, 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 George. George. After that, the screen went back to normal and Daddy Pig killed Mummy Pig. Right. Then, he got a grenade and threw it at Susie Sheep's house in the school. Fuck you, Susie Sheep. After that, Peppa Pig got out of the cellar and called the cops about Daddy Pig. Miss Rabbit tried to get Daddy Pig, but she got chopped up into pieces too. After that, everyone in Peppa Pig land, including Peppa, tried to stop him. But he had an RPG and shot it at everyone, including Pepper. Then Daddy Pig said to the screen with hyper-realistic eyes that were bleeding, You humans, I will kill all of you. You made me lose, and you made me do this. You're next, barnacle head. Episode ended. I was so scared that I got nightmares about this episodes. I tried telling some of my friends, but nobody believed me, except my best friend. I showed him the DVD, and he got scared also. But I beware, Daddy Pig is somewhere, and I will have to find out who made this. Very important. It was a very important and a wonderful reading. Wonderful reading, friends. Thanks, I appreciate uh, it, man. Daddy, Daddy Pig's Revenge. You gotta, you gotta be careful for Daddy Pig. I love that Daddy Pig is just like bumblefuck redneck, <laughs> beard drinking shotgun. I know, you saw that picture. It was so weird. <laughs> I don't know if that one's happening on this episode. Alright, guess I'm reading this. This story's called Sally. But like Jack and Sally, which and is like one... super emo. And with... then this one's also from Bad Pasta. With Boogie Woogie. Once you have started reading this, you can't stop. Yesterday ago, there was a girl named Sally. She loved her teddy bear so much until one day she dropped it in a pound and slowly went into the lava to take a poop and have butt sex mm. and get it as she went farther her into the pound. She felt a warm hand grab her vag. She tried to get away, but sadly... She was able to get away safely. <laughs> now she lives in the outside of lava for the rest of her life. If you go into your restroom and fill your bathtub with lava and turn on the lights and unlock the door, sit in the water and feel her warm hand, grab your... Do I even have to say it? Sally's uncle's name is Johnny, by the way. Actually, I'm pretty sure her uncle's name is Donald Trump. And the moral of the story is even if you're in lava, go grab about a pussy. Love Gwen. Got him. 
Anyway, the real story of Sally is actually more intense, plus the detail is actually consumable. Sally was a young girl who enjoyed to play and run around. One day, she was out in the yard, sitting on her tire swing, when a black car drove into the driveway. She knew it could neither be her mother or father's vehicle. So the young girl, in pure curiosity, found herself walking through the gate of her secure, quote-unquote, backyard. Her little feet carried her to the front of the car that had just stopped in front of where she stood. The car opened to reveal her smiling uncle. Hello, Sally, the middle-aged man smiled. Sally giggled at the fact she couldn't remember her own uncle's car. Hello, uncle. Where is your mummy and daddy? The man said, lowering himself to her height. Mummy and daddy are in the house. I think they're making din-din, Sally said in her small fucking voice. Her uncle nodded and then walked her into the house. Halfway through the living room, Sally broke away from her uncle to race into the kitchen. Mommy, mommy, Uncle Steve is here, Sally squealed in excitement. Oh, really? Her mother looked <laughs> over to the father as if apple juice. Sally rarely understood why her mother was so easily upset with her father, especially when at the moment her uncle is visiting. But Sally wasn't very observant with her eight-year-old mind. Her mother and father constantly fought when they, when they thought she wasn't around. But this wasn't one of those situations. Sally's Uncle Steve was never a good man. He was the brother of Sally's father, and when he came around, it was assumed by her mother that the invitation was handed over by her father. Steve was a troublesome man who could never keep a job. Whenever his new wife decided she was tired of his lazy bum loitering around the house and kicked him out, he took a trip back to his brother's home. Stiff! What are you doing here? Sally's father asked nervously. I got kicked out of my house. So, <laughs> no, I got kicked out of my house. So I came to ask if I could stay with you for a while. Sally's mom looked at Sally's dad and said, For how long? And then Sally squealed. Maybe forever, mommy. Her mother looked down at her and smiled. Forever is a very long time. Maybe Uncle Steve can stay for the night. Sally looked at her uncle and frowned. I really don't understand what the whole point of that first part was, where I read like a jackass. Oh, man. Anyway, that was Sally from Bad Pasta, and it was... Well, it was uh, bad. It was some bad pasta. So here we are. So uh, this one, this next one's called The Cursed Mountain Drawing. Is that it? Yep. This is a cursed mountain drawing. Okay. There's a picture. It doesn't carry over. So yeah, deal with that. <laughs> this is a picture of a mountain which some random guy took. He then later killed himself because of it. It was given to an elderly couple, and they killed themselves. It was put in a museum, and a fire broke out which killed, like, 14 people. This was the only drawing which survived the fire. 
The whereabouts of this picture are unknown, but some people reported it appearing on the doorsteps, and they died shortly after. I have this picture right now. I'm about to commit suicide for some reason. I won't go into detail right now. If you look at this photo, you will die. If you look at it for five minutes, then you die. So what are you doing now? Get out before you die. Close the fucking page, stupid. Get out before you die, you stupid orgasmic idiot. And then about 9,000 exclamation points. While he's vigorously masturbating. Again, again, just a solid, solid fucking read. Just by Franz McBoohoo here tonight. Orgasming on this painting. Because they're orgasmic. Give me a good one. I don't know if that's... <laughs> I don't know if that's being read tonight. No, it's a, it's a multi-page one. Just so you know, fans, there's a lot of fugly Squidward images I'm seeing on the screen here. <laughs> Death doesn't want to read them tonight. Post in the comments. Frowns reads Squidward. <laughs> Stop it. Ugly Squidward. But I've never read Squidward with you. And? I get everything! <laughs> Fans, tell him! Frowns gets everything! Frowns gets all... Alright, there are two more... Frowns get whatever he wants! Squeal! I'm gonna read this next one. Squeal like a pig! This next one's called... <laughs> Mr. Mix. And this one's actually from Creepypasta. Does anyone remember an old PC game from the early 1990s called Mr. Mix? It's mainly a typing game, similar to Mario Teaches Typing, where you have to type words into a box to make a chef the titular Mr. Mix, put ingredients into a bowl. Unlike most typing games, however, this game is notorious for having an insane difficulty curve. The game has a words per minute requirement for each level, being as low as 10 on level 1 and as high as 85 on the third. By level 5, the requirement reaches over 500, effectively making it impossible to proceed any further. One of the main things that people noticed about this game immediately was the background music. The music on the first level was an unsettling pattern of growls that got progressively louder as the level went on, often causing damage to early computer speakers that were not designed to handle extreme high volumes of sound. The second level had no music at all, and the third had what sounded like an extremely low quality recording of a hairdryer playing in the background. <laughs> the remaining two levels had an extremely loud, high-pitched ringing throughout that caused severe eardrum damage to those who managed to get that far. Another rather disturbing aspect of the game was the design of Mr. Mix himself. He was a large, round-faced, overweight man with large beady eyes and red spots on his cheeks. Most children who played the game reported having vivid nightmares of Mr. Mix, speaking to them in a quiet, raspy voice, and threatening them to keep quiet about something. Don't fucking tell him. Never fucking say Never say fucking word. However, none of them growl. However, none of them could remember exactly what that was. <coughs> One psychologist who saw many of these children reported being disturbed by the sheer amount of terror on the faces of the children as they recounted the details of the nightmare. Many of the children broke down in tears in the process, begging for their parents to hash, or to the quote-unquote, <laughs> to, quote, to, to quote-unquote, save them. However, no direct relationship to the game itself could be determined by these few cases, as not all children suffered the same adverse effects. 
Just can you imagine kids begging their parents for hash? Get it for me! <laughs> Please, I want to smoke. <laughs> I want to get so fucking high! For obvious reasons, the game did not sell well. It remained in relative obscurity until about a few years ago when PC hackers got a hold of a ROM of the game and started digging through it. Using memory hacking software. I'm in. They managed to crack the game's code and bypass the impossible fifth level. What they found, however, was extremely disturbing and caused many of them to quit the expedition altogether. According to the reports, these hackers left behind, the game behaves very strangely if the fifth level is bypassed. The game crashes violently and closes, writing a bunch of files to the user's System32 directory to the point that the RAM was almost completely filled. My god, what have we done?! These files are reportedly pictures of people with horribly deformed faces, appearing to scream in pain and agony with their eyes appearing to be bleeding from their tear ducts and their outer layer of skin torn completely off in multiple places. If the user attempts to delete these files, the computer will violently crash and blue screen, causing permanent irreparable damage to the user's hard drive. The hackers found that this was caused by a lone bite in the game's ROM that triggered when the fifth level was completed. After removing this bite, they were able to proceed to the sixth and final level. Unfortunately, all of the original hackers declined to discuss what they saw in the final level. All of them became extremely paranoid and reclusive, refusing to talk about anything related to the game, and showing astonishingly extreme symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. Most of them ceased to be. Most of them ceased to be able to form coherent sentences within a week. Within a month, all of them went missing. All remaining copies of the game were destroyed. To this day, no one knows what was in that game that caused them so much psychological damage. Maybe it's better this way. Two years after the incident, a man was arrested after trying to kidnap an eight-year-old girl from a grocery store. Through DNA and fingerprint analysis, the man was identified as one of the original hackers who viewed the final level of the game. He was wearing a white chef's hat, and had a look of unspeakable malice and insanity on his face. When interrogated, the man would only say one thing. I'm Mr. Mix. Shh. Would only say one thing. Hergenbergen! Would only say one thing. Hi, I'm Jack Nicholson. I'm Mr. Mix. Shh. Here's Mixie. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Mr. Mix. Would only say one thing. Make America great again. <laughs> Would only say one thing. Grab her by the pussy. <laughs> Would only say one thing. I'm gay. <laughs> Would only say one thing. For $9.99, friends. There it is. <laughs> there only it fans is. account. Support How us. How many times did I have to say support it struggling back? <laughs> struggling. Help out a struggling frowning clown. <laughs> Masturbate onto whatever you want. Leave an F in the comments. Alright. Last last troll pasta of the night. 
going to Franz McBoohoo for his wonderful performance this episode. Oh, because he is an animal. <laughs> and this is animal.exe. Alright, I'm just deciding how I want to read this. From Bad Pasta. <laughs> What's the story about? I don't know. Before I guess, before <laughs> I start, I just want to get this out of the way. You will have to think of the answer yourself. Well, it's fucked. I'm done. <coughs> Bye, guys. It all started when I was looking up info on animals for my school project. He's probably like an eight-year-old. <laughs> Hell yeah. And he could chain smoke like the best of them. Right. <laughs> the first... <laughs> The first few websites I entered seemed like hoaxes made by internet trolls. All they contained were some random stuff, which I highly doubt was true. Frustrated, I hit backspace for the 24th time. That's too many times. <laughs> I wasn't even 24. <laughs> <laughs> the next website on the list caught my attention immediately. It was Franz McBoohoo's only fans <laughs> website. How the fuck did you know? Oh, fuck. I instantly signed oh, up. $9.99 a month is a savings, my friend. And oh, it beats Pornhub. Oh, I was quite shocked by the name. <laughs> it was simply called animal.exe.com. The description said it contained lots of info on animals. Perfect. When I tried entering, I got this message. This site may contain content that is not viewable for all ages. I was confused when the website loaded because it appeared like any other information site. I quickly went through the links and in one hour, I had completed my project. The website was so huge, so I decided to continue searching for fun. That's when I first saw it. Mr. Hands. Got fucked by a horse and died. Shout out Mr. Hands in heaven. Now he probably isn't in heaven. <laughs> there was a button on one of the pages that said, Press here to activate rage mode. Not, Not advised. Since I knew this was odd, I went to press <laughs> it. Before I could, however, my laptop went dark. Shoot! I forgot to charge it yesterday before I went to bed. Good thing I saved my project or I would have had to remake it again. Once I plugged in my laptop and booted it up again, the website refused to load. Strange. It was working before. I tried reloading it ten times to no success. I eventually gave up and went on my day. To this day, I'm still wondering what that button does. Oh my god. I think to this day I'm gonna I'm gonna be wondering what that button does. It activates rage mode. Who knows what rage mode in, it requires, you know? It requires you to drink a six pack of Budweiser in two minutes flat and you have to empty out your shotgun. <laughs> shotgun! Oh uh, well that was the, and that was an epi that was the thing. This this was episode one hundred and sixty nine. Sixty nine, drinking red wine, <laughs> feeling fine, <laughs> not going out with those 
29-year-old chickadees no, no more. more. Only got my 69-year-old whore. Grandma. Oh! Oh! Did you know Grandma was the nastiest snatch of her day? She was fucking twerking it to fucking fly me to the moon by Frank Sinatra. Except she called Hell it yeah. fly me to the poon. Fuck, dude. Why Why aren't you a celebrity? Why aren't you remaking songs right now? Fly me to your poon. poon. <laughs> Let me graze upon your mound. I'm a poon hound. <laughs> um, we we read some stories today, um, for for the most part, um, and they didn't make sense. No. And this and this is. <laughs> and then there's a grandma under some stairs. There's a book that screams and has hands in it. Hands, hands, hands. And then there's a Peppa Pig DVD. That was the best story. That story was great. And then, and then there was Sally. <laughs> then there was Sally. Sally. With her Scottish family. <laughs> all, all voice acted by you. That was great. And was, thank, thank you, thank you. And then there was the Bad Mountain picture drawing. Bad Mountain. It's a bad drawing of mountain picture. Uh, mountain drawing picture. Mountain bad. Bad. And then there was Mr. Mix, Mr. which Mix. I kind of liked. Yeah, that was cool. Kind of liked Mr. Mix, that. honestly. Mr. Mix could be his own creepypasta if, if it wasn't such shit. I imagine... Uh, uh, like I am, burger I, time. I was going to say, what was... um? What's the guy from Mr. Game? I imagine Mr. Game and Watch, like, silhouette with a chef's hat. No, because there was clearly... It was cartoony, you know? those Those old typing games were... We're very still, you know? Like, it could be pretty creepy. Uh, I imagine, um... I imagine, like, the Burger Time guy, but, like, his face just looks like he wants to jack off. Nice. You know? Because he is jacking off. Because he is, you know, on underneath the baguette. Inside the baguette is his is his dick. Yes, yes. Peen, peen. And then we went rage mode with animal.exe.com. His peen, peen. Um, yeah, I mean, here here we are, episode 169. Peen, peen. Not making any more sense than, than we were in, back in episode one, three years ago. Happy happy anniversary. Or if you're vegetarian, chaw tobacco pasta. Did you ever do chaw? No. Me neither. Gross. Absolutely. Uh, you ever snort a lot of schneef? So this uh, episode one hundred and sixty-nine. Only, only another hundred episodes until our next sixty-nine. Two sixty-nine. Hashtag. It's, it's we're gonna be at year five on the next sixty-nine episode. Ha- hashtag give frowns everything. <laughs> give me. Everything. Episode 269 is going to happen in exactly uh, t- two years. Not exactly two years. The math is off somewhere. I'm going to be someone's grandma living under a house oh, by then. shit. The story's made more sense now. Right? What if Sally... Is right, grandma. Is grandma all grown up. Oh my god. And, and R is just Uncle Steve. And Peppa Pig's dad... Is Grandpa, after his dementia hit, in the Olympics. He went and found another family of pigs, fucked them, 
which is what you saw on the animal.exe website. Rage mode. <laughs> and the dad died, grandpa died by looking at the picture. Buried him under the house, he's ghost grandma. Tits hanging out on the window. I can smell your fucking liver. That was a good lie. Thanks. I'll eat your heart. I'm gonna eat your fucking liver. That was good. That was... That was... Hey, you know you know what's vegetarian? You know you know another name for lots of pasta? What? Grandma. Grandma pasta. Just, no, just grandma. It's not delivery, it's grandma. That's the name of the episode! It's grandma! Away to the days Until we stand at the shore, the shore, the shore.